0: The single ones who always throw the wild parties with all the girls. yeah, hey,
1: hey. Ready to party? You having a slumber party? I thought he was a party robot. Oh,
0: yeah. Work it.
2: Oh! Okay, boys. You heard what the man said. Let's party! Don't you want to come to my party? It's time to party!
1: Okay, folks. Let's get this party started. I'm from
2: Margarita Field. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.
3: Good morning, I'm Paul Silberto. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here on this Tuesday morning. I am so happy that you finally got a chance to uh, join us here on... uh, on this Tuesday morning. Thank you for being here.
4: Well, I'm honored to be here and be able to talk to our constitu- my constituency. And I always get up around 5 a.m. anyway, so I was up and ready for action. I stopped and got bagels at our bagel bakery, and uh, glad to be
3: here. I'm happy that you're here, and uh, I love when we get our weekly conversation, get caught up on what's going on. Throughout the district. So, uh, and I know that um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, you had brought it up a couple times, and I know you're working on it, and that's the affordable housing situation. Amy Goodstein was in as a guest co-hostess one morning from um, um, Catskill Valley Homes talking about the affordable affordable housing situation. She had mentioned that she had had conversations with you as well. And I thought maybe this morning you can kind of expand on that a little bit, because it's something important.
4: Well, Our office is getting calls each and every day, and people walk in, and they are unable to find housing, and um, appropriate housing is necessary for a stable life. So there was an example last week, two older people in their 70s, their apartment was being sold, and they needed a place within one week. And I, if you don't mind, if I mention... Within a week, wow. Within a week, right. Um, And do you mind if I mention somebody's
3: name? No, as long as it's okay with them. Yeah, I think
4: it would be okay. Mm -hmm. So I called Jonah Mendelbaum. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I worked with him, and uh, he was able to get us an apartment in uh, Monticello, nice apartment. And he was just, uh, I work with him all the time. I I know a lot of the different landlords in the area, and a lot of times we end up calling around to find people. Apartments for people, it's important. And, you know, some of these people have children. And, you know, we see a lot of kids living in hotels right now, and it's not a stable environment. And as we've seen with that uh, child that um, died in Mm -hmm. the Knights Hotel in Liberty, New York, uh, just not a stable environment. And the other issue we have in our community is fentanyl and drugs. Uh, It's just... Uh, Upsetting to all of us, and I want to make sure that people know if you don't want to, if you need help, if you need help. Call our office. We'll help you in any way we can. You know, uh, a lot of people get addicted to drugs. Sometimes, you know, you're on medication, and um, it's for a long period of time. But we are willing to help. It's not a way to live. And I tell you, people that come out on the other side— they feel so unbelievable. I worked in detox for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, every one of us has suffered with a family member that had addiction. And uh, there is help out there, and there's a lot of people
3: willing to help. You know, you talk about the situation, and um, here at uh, our Bold Gold office, we were all Narcan trained. It was part of what we had done called the Silverbird and Friends Helping Friends Uh, Saving friends, rather. Uh, Our goal was to get 102 people Narcan trained, went way above that goal. But what really um, blew my mind during the Narcan training was the fact that how dangerous this uh, fentanyl is, if we use that as an example, where you're looking at just contact could cause an overdose inadvertent contact could cause an overdose and i know there's a lot of rhetoric there's a lot of people you know well narcan is free well why is that and but the bottom line is narcan saves lives and it could be an inadvertent overdose and that's what i don't think a lot of people realize which also makes the situation even worse um that is just spiraling but Thank goodness with the of the designation. I know you were also involved with that. And we have got some amazing organizations working together, you know, with yourself and those involved in um, r- really in the administration and legislation and then our our law enforcement and right on down through everybody from the drug task force to our district attorney's office to um, Sullivan 180, groups and organizations like that. We're very lucky. And it's still a challenge.
4: It's a big challenge in our community, a really big cha- challenge. And, you know, as a nurse, you know, and I think back on um, folks that had a, a surgical intervention, et cetera. You know, in those days you know, pharmaceutical companies encouraged, and also through the Joint Commission, they said nobody should ever be in pain. And so, uh, as you went around in a hospital and you asked your patient, you know, how are they doing? And the joint commission says that nobody should be in pain, but pain is indicative also of infections, et cetera. And um, uh, I really blame the pharmaceutical companies. I don't think that there should be any advertisements on a television. I just don't think it should be because people, it's not the be all and end all. You know, pain is indicative again of infection. And I think that 40 Percodans is too much. I think that if you give somebody a few Percodans and then ch- check with them, you know, a week later or five days later, and then if their pain has not subsided, then do something else.
3: Yeah. Now, when you talk about advertising, you talk about any any kind of medication advertising, because I, again, I'm I get confused a lot because the thing is, these are Things that are prescribed by your doctor. Correct. And I know you can ask your doctor for a brand name or a marquee name that you had heard, but I could never understand, you know. You know, the
4: pharmaceutical companies are promoting themselves. And, you know, physicians go to school for a very long time. We should really rely on our physician to tell us what we need, how much we should take. Uh, They're they're the uh, experts on your uh, individual uh, physical health. And I don't think it should be coming from advertisements on television.
3: That's a good point. That's a good point. Because, like I said, you you sit down and wonder, you know, tell your doctor if you have this. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, should my doctor know that? And my doctor does know that.
4: Well, also, people go in and ask for the medication that they saw on a a TV ad. And that is just not not appropriate. It's just not appropriate. We have to, if you have a physician that you're comfortable with, they will prescribe the medication they feel you need.
3: Hey, I know, I know I have done that. I've seen and I've said, hey, what about this that I saw? And my doctor gave me scary reasons why it does not work and would not fit for my situation. You know,
4: the other issue is if that you don't if operatively the doctor gives you a narcotic and you don't feel you you really need it anymore and you have those 20 pills left over, you need to dispose of them in a right place. Go to a pharmacy. That's a good point. Another good point. should not go down the toilet, by yeah. the way, in our water systems. Oh, yeah. It really yeah, is. That's no. important also. Yes, I
3: know. Cause, and there, there, there are a lot of um, places available yes. to dispose of uh, medicine.
4: Yeah, and if you flush it or mm-hmm. et cetera. And honestly, it gets in our water system yeah. and it's not good for anybody.
3: All right, More of our conversation with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther this morning. Right now we're putting her to work. You've got uh, Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9 Weather.
2: Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9 Weather.
4: Today, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers. Tomorrow, sunny. Tomorrow night, increasing clouds. Thursday, mostly cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. And Friday, mostly sunny.
3: Looks like we do have a couple more days to put up with the showers and thunderstorms. Hopefully, we're leading into a nice weekend. It's mostly cloudy, 65, and Sullivan and the Catskills. Ah!
2: Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and
3: 94.9. Good morning. I'm Paul Silberto. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here on this Tuesday morning. I'm glad we finally got a chance to get you in studio. We've been, How long have we been talking about this?
4: A long time, and I'm <laughs> glad to be here.
3: I'm happy that you're here. We're going to talk more about what's going on throughout your district again, talking more uh, about affordable housing and other topics as well. Uh, so we're happy that you're here this morning. And now it's, it's usually it's, it's when we get our tips on, on shopping, when we get our tips on food. It's our weekly conversation with executive chef, Jody Cummings. Jody, how are you this morning?
5: Good morning, Paul. I'm hey. well, thank you. Good. Say you? Good. Say
3: good morning to Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, my guest co-hostess this morning.
5: Good morning, everyone. Good morning.
3: So, what are we chatting about this morning?
5: Well, sort of. I, you know, was thinking about our conversation last week about meal planning, and then I was sort of thinking, what? Well, what's the next layer of saving time and money? Mm-hmm. And that's when we go to the grocery store. Okay. So just like you want to plan out your lunches for the week, the first thing few things you want to do before you even go to the grocery store is actually plan your meals out for the week. So write down what you're gonna have for lunch and dinner and breakfast. You know, breakfast foods are a little bit easier, but plan if you plan out your meals, you can say, Oh, if I use, you know, ground chicken on Monday night, you know, maybe I'll get enough that I'll reuse some leftovers on saturday or maybe i'll make a stew on saturday night and use up all the ingredients that i didn't use up during the week so you want to really plan out your meals and the reason for that is once you get to the grocery store you know you're like oh wait a minute uh what am i what am i having tomorrow night or the night after and then if you don't plan out carefully you're going to end up with a lot of food in your pantry and your refrigerator that's going to get go bad and get tossed out
3: oh you know me well don't you me too. Not, too. me too. I'm not
5: pointing. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not it's, pointing it's fingers.
3: It's both me and Assemblywoman Gunther that are saying.
5: Yeah. Well, yeah, we come do to my
4: fridge and
3: see
5: what. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing that you do way before you get to the grocery store is literally open up your pantry, look at what you've got, look at the dates. We've talked about expiration dates many times. Um, toss things out. See what you have. You think you know and you don't. And I and I'm and I'm guilty of this year. Oh, I think I have I have that at home. Well, no, you don't. Or or you might have four boxes of a pasta and you forgot you had any of it. Um, so check your pantry before you go, check your refrigerator before you go. Your celery might still be good. Your onion you know, check your onions, check your potatoes. You know, all of these things add up and they and they equate to um, buying extra food at the grocery store that you don't need—that eventually could go bad—and that's literally money in the garbage, like literal dollars in the garbage. Yeah, you know, so,
3: J- Jody, I think there are some people that really kind of like robotically get the same thing every week, and that also I, causes problems with things adding up that you don't use.
5: Exactly. Oh, I've seen I've seen containers of. Uh, I think pasta is a big one, but like. Salt, you know, like five boxes of salt. <laughs> and and
3: Never know when you're going to need it. Three bags well, of flour. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly.
5: exactly and and exactly. a mother that had
4: three children and a husband and still cooks <laughs> for five and said, I'm only one. Oh, no.
3: Right. Well, so so look at what
5: you've got. Look at what you've got. And then if something's about to the expiration dates coming up in the next two months, use it. Incorporate that into a meal. So those are two things to do that are really really important yeah but yeah
3: but jody so this go, this does like you said go hand in hand with your conversation last week about meal prepping is right. that really it, it really comes down to forcing yourself to do a little bit of planning and to me i i'm one i'm guilty that's what i have to start forcing myself to do so it's not <laughs> only planning in what you're meal prepping but it's kind of planning in what you're going to purchase and what you're going to what you're going to have on hand
5: yeah, and if you enjoy food, which obviously you do and I do, it's actually a nice thing to sit on on a Sunday morning and think about what do I want to have for dinner this week. I mean, obviously we talk about going to the farmers market, so that's a no-brainer. That 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 you could plan all you know several meals around what's in season. But off season, I think it's enjoyable to sit and think about you know what do I want what do I want to have, and then if you run out of ideas and get out of your rut. You know, I mean, there's literally millions of recipe ideas on Instagram and, you know, even like TikTok now has all kinds of food, people doing different meals and that type of thing. And it's nice to get out of your comfort zone. Um, and then also if you're on a diet, it's good too. There's the, those, are, those are good incentives to look for new recipes that are going to work with the foods that you want to um, work around that and are I, in your diet.
4: I also think as you get older, you think about health. And you think about what's healthy, if you have high cholesterol, all those kinds of things always come to my mind when I'm shopping.
5: A hundred percent. I mean, and Paul, Paul has to, you have to watch your salt and your sugar, right, Paul?
3: Yeah. Among other things, but yeah. yeah. Yes.
5: And, and right. Like we've talked about, you know, making salad dressings at home, which have no, no sugar in them. Not supposed, well, they can have a little bit of honey, but depending on the Mm -hmm. recipe. So you want to think about that. Um, and, Try not to go grocery shopping more than once a week, believe it or not.
3: Or when you're hungry.
5: Yeah. Oh, that's that's a that's 101. Yeah.
3: Well, again, great tips and great information, but I'm still a little bit upset and I hate to I hate to air dirty laundry in front in front of Assemblywoman Gunther. But, you know, you, you can't say that I'm not a planner. Do you know how many years and that it's been that I I've checked in my freezer and I said I don't need to buy soup? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with keeping <laughs> soup in your freezer for close to three no. years. No, oh my a,
5: gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, one of your one of your people didn't know about this. Paul, everyone one, in Sullivan County knows about this. One time
3: I have a friend that's an executive chef over. She looks in my freezer and she said, Hey, how long has that soup been in there? I said, Um I <laughs> think about two years.
4: Holy yeah. Well, wait a minute, that means you don't clean your refrigerator out. Oh,
3: I clean my refrigerator. Am I wrong? is is my, my refrigerator? Plus it uses is, increased
4: I, electricity if you don't clean the freezer.
3: But my refrigerator That's is right. clean. Right. I, I just happen to keep that I, one Paul, container of soup. I,
5: no, I never even I never even called you out on that. You're obviously not even actually cleaning your refrigerator or freezer out we got what is going what is going <laughs> no, on in no, your you kitchen no you don't know you don't
3: understand <laughs> i take the frozen stuff out when i clean and then i put it back in
5: mm. okay mm.
3: i kept the soup i thought I, I would get a chance to use it i didn't know it'd be three You're, years later
5: honestly it's it's a miracle that we were still stayed friends <laughs> after the soup story it's let me ask you really, a question how
3: did it taste I said, well, <laughs> she wouldn't let me eat it so. So, but anyway, all right, so you got to plan ahead. You got to look at how many cans of spam you have before you before you head to the yes all right well you can get more information uh go to uh chef jody cummings on facebook click on through on my facebook page this morning from my video uh on my page on catskills news talk facebook page get more information again great tips but it comes out to the p word planning right jody
5: yes and all we're right. going to do a part two we're going to do a part two next week because i have way more information
3: another p part two okay we'll catch up next week (laughs) (laughs) sounds good executive chef jody cummings again check out her facebook page chef jody cummings or go to my facebook page and you can click on through to executive chef jody cummings
2: (laughs) silberto and friends good for you man good for you good for you weekday mornings on catskills news talk 92.5 and 94.9
3: good morning seven thirty five now paul silberto assemblywoman aileen gunther My guest co-hosts this morning, on this Tuesday morning, plan on getting out and uh, doing some fishing. Well, find out how things look on the Upper Delaware River system. It is time now to head to the Catskills News Talk line. Our Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9, Fishing and River Report. And it's being brought to you by Kenco Outfitters. From Borderwater Outfitters, it's Coz. Good morning, Coz.
6: Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Aileen.
3: Morning. You, are, we're 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 looking at you through my iPad, sitting out on the on the porch of your 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 camp. We're beautiful, camp of beautiful view. Yep. Despite yeah. Yeah. We're, we're
6: about we're about a half a mile from the river. So. so
3: we are looking at very strange conditions weatherwise. We had some nasty weather ripping through yesterday. We had uh, some areas of that had hail. and it looks kind of unsettled, even though tomorrow we've got a sunny day, but hopefully as we get to Friday, things will start clearing out. But what are the conditions like throughout the upper Delaware River system now, cause?
6: Well, like you mentioned, Paul, big storm came through here yesterday, and you know, nice thing about it is it dumped a fair amount of water in both the reservoirs. <clears throat> but the uh, the bad side is all of the uh, branches, especially the main, the east branch, the upper east branch, and the lower west branch are all muddy. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, the upper west above a quagga creek is fishable and it usually is even if everything else is blown out because there's no feeder streams up there of any degree so fishable water upper west branch everything else nothing it's just too muddy uh temperatures are good you know yesterday fishing was excellent clouds came in and uh, the bugs were out sulfurs isonychias uh, uh little small olives and everybody did well you know right before that pressure change when the front came in so it's going to take about a day to clear. Uh, the main branch may take about two days to clear. But all in all, conditions are still real good, Fall.
3: So that's good rule of thumb, then. If you know the area and if it's, it's an area that's really not serviced by a lot of feeder creeks, you should be in pretty good shape despite.
6: Right. And also where the water falls. A lot of times it'll miss uh, Cannonsville Reservoir. And it'll hit the drainage at Popakton, so the Popakton East Branch, Upper East, and the Big East will muddy up, whereas the West Branch. But this uh, event that came through yesterday, it hit everywhere up here.
3: All right. Uh, well, again, great information. And how can our listeners get a hold of you at Border Water Outfitters? Because there's still a lot of time to get out and uh, do some fishing, do some exploring, and as we I hate to say this, but as we head toward the fall, uh, some some beautiful views to take in. What's the best Absolutely. way?
6: Absolutely. Cell phone, 607 760 2270. Email, bwo at hancock.net.
3: All right, cause we'll catch up on Thursday. Take you care, again, my friend. Cause Border Water Outfitters, our Catskills News Talk, 925 949, Fishing and River Report.
2: Silberto and friends. He's not scary. He's funny. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.
3: Good morning. 7.43 now. Paul Silberto, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here on this Tuesday morning and again. I'm so happy that we finally got a chance to get you in studio.
4: Well, I'm really happy to be here and it's great because I get up at 5.30 every morning. Well, cool. (laughs) There you go. Just like you.
3: Well, I wish I
4: didn't, but I do.
3: Okay. Well, sometimes I wish I didn't either. But (laughs) what are we going to do? We um, do have the possibility again of some showers and thunderstorms uh, throughout the day today. We will keep you updated and... uh information but right now time to keep you updated we're heading to the catskills news talk line it is our sullivan county update director of communications dan hoost how are you buddy
7: all right wow that's a great introduction i like that i like that i'm (laughs) working i'm working on it you know what i mean do you go work at wrestling rings too you know it's uh, it (laughs) it, it, it was that i've done that before i've
3: i've i've done ring announcing for, uh, Have you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a chance to do it way back when in Scranton. And then, uh, um, as you had mentioned in the video that we did, the, uh, the late um, uh, wrestler Bam Bam Bigelow and I were friends. <laughs> and Bam Bam had an event when he had a place in Hamlin, Pennsylvania. He called it Bam Fest, where he raised money for the um, Make-A-Wish Foundation. And uh, I was honored. He asked me if I would ring announce the event. And just had a blast. Was he named after the him? Flintstone
4: kid? <laughs> no. Dude. Bam, bam.
3: Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we're,
4: we're aging ourselves. Oh, yeah. I
3: know. True. Uh, but you no, know, it wasn't that Bam, bam. And Pebbles wasn't there either. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. So,
7: what's happening throughout Sullivan County? Oh, as usual, plenty's going on. Uh, the things I picked out for folks that I think they really need and want to know is, uh, of course, uh, county routes are open and closed. There's mm-hmm. a closed one over in Jeffersonville, County Route 164, uh, while we do that uh, flood mitigation pro- uh, project in Colertown. It's the road that uh, I know as the way to like Villa Roma and Calicoon. Other people coming from the other direction may know it as the way to Jeffersonville or Liberty. But regardless, um, there's a section of it right uh, near its intersection with Route 52 in Town that is closed and will be closed past Labor Day uh, for about five weeks, give or take. We're working as hard and as fast as we can to install a new uh, flood diversion tunnel there to make sure that Town isn't dealing with the kinds of flooding that it has been as often as it has been. Sometimes even a, a minor rainstorm will end up in people's basements, and we want to try to mitigate that as much as possible. So we have to close the road while we're doing that, and uh, we just ask people to be patient and put a little extra time into their travel. They won't, though, have to put any extra time now into their travel down uh, in Eldred, County Route 33, the route between uh, uh, U- well, the Yule and Eldred Road, but it's really on the uh, Yulin to Narrowsburg portion of it. We had been redoing a bridge that also served as a dam at a pond in Yulin. And we finally finished that project and the road is back open again. I'm pleased to say so you will not have to take uh, it was a very minor detour but you won't have to worry about uh, any traffic lights there or detours or extra time you can go as you usually do and can I can, uh, I, hopefully can, left. can, right. I, can I
3: say to you thank you for that because finally, I won't have to put up with Jim Boxburger whining every Monday morning.
7: <laughs> well, actually, that's why we did it faster than normal, you know, because we all got tired of that, too. Oh, good. All right, good. <laughs> so... Um, speaking of, uh, of whining, though, uh, because sometimes there are good uh, uh, suggestions and recommendations that are contained within those wines, uh, you, can, you can participate if you're 55 and older and live in Sullivan County, you can participate in our seniors survey we are doing a survey through our Office for the Aging to determine what we need to do better or more of. And so this is a place where, yes, you can actually turn those complaints into positive uh, action. You can be proactive rather than reactive. You just need to take a little time to fill out this survey. We have it available online through the county website, or we have it available in paper if you'd prefer to fill it out that way. Uh, We could give it to you if you come to the Office for the Aging in the Government Center in Monticello, or you can give our office a call and we can mail you a copy that you can then mail back to us. We're trying to get as many people as possible over 55 years of age to fill this out so that we are tailoring our services to what the senior citizen community in the county want and need. And it's an office dedicated right to that demographic group. So take advantage of it if you're over 55. There are a lot of services we already offer that you may not know about. And here you have a chance to say, hey, I'd like to see this or that uh, be done better or more of it. And we are here to listen. It's going to be taken seriously. Also, uh, coming up, a chance for participation this Thursday. You could enjoy, of of any age, coming to our Bow Wow and W. Oh, good, I said that right. Finally! Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. It's hard when you look at it, it's like, how do I say this? But... Um, It's uh, on our O&W, Ontario and Western Rail Trail in Liberty, a section of trail that is uh, fairly short, but very beautiful, very scenic in the heart of Liberty and yet very quiet and enjoyable. And you can bring your dog and your family with you. We allow that on all of our trails, but this one is specifically to celebrate our canine companions. It's going to be happening this Thursday from 5.30 to 7.30. We'll have our crew there, and we are going to be welcoming everybody, especially with dogs, to join us on a very enjoyable trip down part of the old rail trail in Liberty. Also, this Thursday is our legislature meetings. Uh, Folks, of course, are invited to come in person to the Government Center at 9 or to catch it online uh, through the county website and while i'm speaking about legislators i just want to give a shout out To Louis Alvarez, our District 6 legislator, he represents Liberty, but he's a lot bigger than just the the local scene. Not only is he on the board of the New York State Association of Counties, the main board, not a committee, he also has been reappointed to four committees of the National Association of Counties. This is a nationwide association that advocates on counties' behalfs at the federal level. And he has been reappointed by their president to the Immigration Reform Task Force, the Programs and Services Standing Committee, the Rural Action Caucus, and the Veterans and Military Services Committee. We're very proud of him for that and very excited about what he gets to advance and talk about uh, on a national level in those committees. So congratulations to Louie. And that's what we got going on. And Mike is talking
3: about that on Catskills News. And again, uh, uh, reiterating congratulations to uh, Louie Alvarez as well. Dan, I appreciate it. We'll catch up next week, all right? All right, take care. And that was our Sullivan County update with Dan. Peace. One, two, three. like it? There we go. I loved it. <laughs> Bye. Talk to you next week. Birthday shout-outs now on Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9. Got a birthday today. You're celebrating with Dustin Hoffman, 86. Larry Wilcox. Remember John? Punch and John. Yeah, Yeah. Larry Wilcox from Chips is 76. Keith Carradine is 74. Donnie Most, Potsy from Happy Days is (laughs) 70. Um, The Edge of U2 is 62 today. J.C. Chazes and is 47. Drew Lachey, 98 degrees, is 47. Princess Beatrice is 35. And singer Sean Mendez is 25. Got a birthday, got a celebration. Let us know about it. We'll let everybody know about it. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. Click shout out. Get your info to us. We'll get it on for you at Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9.
2: Silberto and Friends. I don't like your attitude one bit. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.
3: Good morning. 7.56 now. It's 4 till 8. I'm Paul Silberto, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, my guest co-hostess this morning here on Silberto and Friends. So happy that you're here this morning.
4: Good morning, everybody. And I'm so happy that I'm here. Like I said, it's been a
3: long time in the works. Yeah, a little bit of a
4: late night last night listening to thunder.
3: (laughs) Oh Yeah, and lightning and everything else. So, hey, coming up on Sunday, a great event, the Bagel Festival and the Radio Bold Music Festival. And we are thrilled that they are back again performing this year. Actually, as Alan Keston had mentioned the other day, they performed at the original Bagel Festival. I'm talking, of course, about Somerville, Barry Somerville. Good morning, Barry. How are you?
8: Hey, good morning, Paul. Good morning, Eileen. How are you doing? Good. Good, good morning. Good. I
3: was great to talk to you. You know, it's funny. Um, the other day, uh, Therese Quinn from uh, our sister station Thunder 102 uh, came up to me and said, You, you know, I'm going to be talking to Barry from Somerville. <laughs> I said, You, I said, Somerville is a gem here throughout the area. And huh. she said, How long have they been performing? I said, Oh, it's 20. And then I stopped and I said, Wait sure. a minute. I said, When we <laughs> did that special program, Somerville 20, when you released that CD, Somerville 20. Then we did Thunder Blast at the Rockland House with you and Iron Cowboy. That was a lot more than 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm sorry, I
8: think it's more like 30 years now. Yeah, it was. That was. <laughs> oh, I am mean, sorry. Lord. That
3: was. That was like more than five years ago. So yeah, I think it is close. So when are you going to come out with Somerville 30?
8: <laughs> we're working on Summerville 40 now.
3: Okay, fine. <laughs> so, now again, performing at uh, Bagel Festival, the Radio Ball Music Festival on, on Sunday. Thank you so much to the STEAM Fund for helping provide the entertainment. What have you guys been up to, Barry?
8: Well, you know, we're, uh, we picked up a lot more shows, uh, so, we're excited about that. You know, it was a little slow going after the pandemic. You know, they're kind of shut everything down for a for us and loads of other our, of our entertainment buddies, you know, uh, everybody's kind of picked right back up and uh, started moving on. And, and so have we right now, so we're, we're looking forward to a lot more shows We we got a, you know, the bagel fest on, on Sunday. And then um, we're also the following Sunday we're we're headlining over at the uh, Gramsville fair, Yes, which is going to be exciting
3: back at the fair.
8: Uh, yeah. Back at the fair. And we got, uh, Franklin and the uh, and the group over there at Farsburg Tavern coming up in September. And
3: looking forward to that part of the fall tavern yeah. series. Yeah,
8: yep. And we're also doing the uh, the Chester Music Series. Mm. So we're looking forward to a few shows. And we've been writing and still uh, in contact with all our Nashville buddies. And
1: mm-hmm.
8: everything's going well down there. And uh, just raising the boys here. On a personal level.
3: (laughs) I know. You know what's interesting, (laughs) Barry? It's so cool. (laughs) You talk about raising the boys, keeping you busy, running like crazy. I remember when I first met you when we first started talking, and it was part of the at the time, Sullivan Renaissance and doing their theme song. You know, you were talking about so many memories and I sit back now and I think I am so honored and blessed that I've got so many memories over the years with you guys, not only here, but also in Nashville, the times we spent together in Nashville. And it's really an honor to have you guys performing again at Bagel Festival, at the Radio Bowl Music Festival. I'm really, really looking forward to it. That's going to be a great time.
8: Oh, yeah. It always is. We are. I remember when the first one came up, and we're yep. like, I wonder how this thing is going to go <laughs> wild. What? You know, what is that all about? Exactly. Look what it's turned into. It's and great. 11 yeah, years that's...
3: later, being this the 10th annual because of missing one year for COVID, look what it's turned into. Well, my yeah, friend, I, I can't wait to see you guys on Sunday. And yeah. uh, uh, to get more information, it's somesound.com, correct?
8: Uh, well, that's our, uh, uh, yes, or just uh, www.summervillebrothers.com
3: There you go. That's our
8: website. And uh, if you want to email us, that that's our, that's our email address. <laughs> all
3: right, my friend. Great talking to you. I cannot wait to see you guys on Sunday, all right?
8: Beautiful. Looking forward to it, Paul. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. You
3: too. Barry Somerville, Somerville Performing at the Radio Bowl Music Festival bagel festival on sunday i feel alive what happened to just getting high on good old clean life life is good
1: life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it
2: siloberto and friends weekday mornings on catskills news talk 92.5 and
3: 94.9 good morning it's 808 i'm paul Silberto. assemblywoman aileen gunther is here this morning As my guest co-hostess, and again, I'm thrilled that you're in studio with us this morning.
4: I am too, uh, and it didn't bother me at all coming early in the morning because I get up at 5 a.m. every morning. You
3: were here early this morning, bagels in hand. Yes, I was. (laughs) I love it. Hey, well, coming up this hour, we will get your update on what's happening throughout the district. Also, we will speak with Judy Siegel, our Liberty Rotary Club update. Jerry Dunlavey, CEO of Garnet Health Catskills, has our monthly Garnet Health Catskills update. A lot going on this hour here on Ciliberto and Friends. And right now, we are heading to the Catskills news talk line. You know, there are, there are events and there are fundraisers that go on that over the years have really become cornerstones. Of the area, and this happens to be one of them. Talking about the uh, chicken barbecue coming up, Diane Babbage is on the Catskills News Talk Line. Diane, good morning. How are you? Good
9: morning. I'm good, thank you.
3: How many well, How many years now for this uh, for this barbecue?
9: This will be our ninth annual year.
3: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, yeah. let's go over the day, the time, and how our listeners can get involved because I know this is a very popular event and things sell out quickly.
9: Yes, um, so it's this Saturday. First off, I want to thank um, the Meisner Agency, Greg and Linda Goldstein, and of course, Brittany and Todd Goldstein, and my coworkers at the Meisner Agency. Um, they started this years ago. Um, I'll just be quick. My daughter had a, a heart disease and passed away and so forth, and we decided that with this fundraiser, we'd give scholarships out to the local school. So this will be the ninth year. We this past year we gave out um, four scholarships for um, students attending SUNY schools, whether it be, you know, in state or out of state. So I couldn't do it without them and my coworkers, of course, and and the Livingston Mountain Rotary Club. Um, so you get a half a chicken, a baked potato, coleslaw, three bean salad, corn roll, and dessert for twenty dollars. It's two to five this saturday and we sell out pretty quick we do 500 chickens wow
3: well yeah and i know um uh, these are in definitely in popular demand and that's why i'm happy we're getting the word out uh today if there's anybody thinking about this at the last minute well don't wait too long make sure you get there early now um as far as is there pre-registration needed or is it just a show up type thing diane
9: um, so I, I usually do pre-sale tickets. Um, I also have Venmo. It's Venmo at Stephanie's hyphen fund 84, or they can contact me at the Meisner agency, um, 845-434-7755, extension 4100, or um, any of the girls will be happy to take the call, and um, or the day of the event. We try and usually leave about 100 tickets, but this is the last week, and everybody always calls you the last second. Yeah, You know, to purchase the tickets.
3: So, again, go over the date and the times one more time.
9: August 12th, this Saturday, Saturday. at Livingston Manor Rotary Park, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m.
3: All right. And before we wrap things up, Assemblywoman, you've got to agree. This, and and I've really got to commend you, Diane, and so many others that we get a chance to talk to. Folks like yourself um, are just simply amazing. Because here's another event and what you're doing with these scholarships where you've taken a tragic situation and turned it into something, helping others and creating a legacy. And I've got to commend you on that. That's something very special that you are doing. And there's others that we've spoken with that have done things like this. Um, Again, uh, it's just really something special that you're doing. And I just I hope you realize how appreciative we are of that
4: amazing Uh, really amazing thank you so much i want to know who cooks the 600 chickens though i really do my
9: husband does my husband does with a lot of um family and friends and rotarians as well i wouldn't be able to do it without them
4: you're amazing and so is your husband
3: and thank you for what you do well thank you i echo that and i thank you for joining us i look forward to next year when you join us again for next year's as well um but i will tell you in advance I'm, I'm happy that you thank the folks at the Meisner Agency and Todd and everybody, and Linda, but do me a favor. Don't, don't thank Greg. I don't like him. Everybody else <laughs> at the Meisner Agency, I like. Greg, I don't like at all, all right?
9: Well, I, I do have to thank one, one other, um, actually one other, um, not person. I have to thank the community because without mm-hmm. the community support. I wouldn't be able to do this and and continue this. So thank you to the community and surrounding community. Very
3: good point. So again, thank you for what you do. It's coming up on Saturday, the uh, Chicken Barbecue. And uh, Diane, here's to a great day and another sellout, all right? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Everyone have a great day. You too. Our pleasure. There are some just amazing events, like I had said, Assemblywoman, that really sprung from tragedy. And these people really should be commended. And you think of... You know events like this, and then you think of large organizations like the Trevor Laughlin Foundation, yep. the Allison Whitney Foundation, so many others that that you know uh, are just amazing. These people are just incredible people.
4: Aren't we really lucky to live in Sullivan County? We There's really are. No Sometimes, doubt about that. You know, I think about going someplace else, but the friends that I've made, the community that I live in. You know, and also just the surroundings. I, I, I really love it. I get up in the morning and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for Jake for oh. taking me here. And I'm grateful for the people that I've met. Uh, I work in an office with uh, Matt McPhillips and Rachel Steingard and Debbie and Kat, uh, Nancy Kane and Colleen Cook and Gene Gallagher, and people that just volunteer in our office because they want to participate in the health and welfare of Sullivan County. And I'm just grateful.
3: Yeah, we are very lucky. And I'm glad you brought that up because you can sit here and there could be rhetoric about this is wrong and that's wrong and this is wrong. But let me tell you something. You know, I'm, I moved up here close to 18 years ago now. And I just find the area, the people, the hearts of, the community, nothing short of amazing, and we've all we've all got problems. No matter where you're at, you're going to have problems. We're very lucky, and, and and you put it so well.
4: You know, um, I came from the Bronx. We never had a ton of money and everything, and you know, my parents worked hard, and you know, I I from that experience, I know how it is not to be able to have like the best dress and those kinds of things, I know how it is, is to, you know, run short of money. And when Jake and I moved up here, boy, oh, boy, we lived in that cabin and the wind blew through. (laughs) And we worked really hard and Jacob built a house. And, you know, I feel grateful, and I feel grateful to live in a community where when something happens, we all come together. A radio station, a police department, uh, the hospital, We all come together, and we care about each other, and you don't really find that in other places. No,
3: and I don't know if a lot of people realize that. You don't really find that in a lot of places.
4: When something goes wrong in someone's life, I feel that in Sullivan County, there's someone else there to pick them up, and we do do that, Mm -hmm. whether it's raising money when somebody needs it. It's just one of those things, And, and the kindness and the gratitude people have. You know, we helped this gentleman. I I don't think he'll mind if I tell a story. I'm going to tell you a quick story. He came into my office, and um, I'm not going to use a name, but anyway, he needed a transplant in order to live. Oh, wow. And um, his insurance company, his lovely daughter, was going to give her father that organ that he needed. And... They denied it. Can you believe that? Paying insurance and all those yeah. kinds of things. Well, Rachel and Matt and Aileen and Honora, we got on that like you couldn't believe. And through the assistance of our office, the man got the transplant. Wow. But wait a moment. When he, I'm going to cry because uh-huh. when he walked in that door, alive and with his child that gave him his kidney amazing he gave she gave him the gift of life and so that's what it's all about when people when they talk about politicians we work for you and honestly those are the most amazing moments and i couldn't do it without the people i work with and the people that i surround people like you because you help so many people also
3: we are we're all in this together and i gotta tell you something and you know I usually, and I don't, because I always feel that my opinion is the least important no. opinion of any. Really, I, I try not to, you know. But, you know, when you talk about folks like yourself and folks in the positions that um, throughout the county, again, you put the rhetoric aside, even there, we're very lucky compared to other areas. You know, you can always complain about the rhetoric, that this, that. We are very lucky. Because deep down, it's really a matter of working for those that are in need. When you you
4: say we are Sullivan, we are Sullivan. Oh, yeah.
3: There is absolutely no doubt about it. So, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, she's got the uh, Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9 Weather for you now.
2: Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9 Weather.
4: Uh, Today, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. The high is 71. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers. The low is 57. Tomorrow, sunny. High, 78. Tomorrow night, increasing clouds. Low, 57. Thursday, mostly cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. The high is 76. Friday, mostly sunny. High, 75.
3: It is mostly cloudy, 65 in Sullivan and the Catskills.
2: Silberto and friends, I'm in no mood for any more of your chipper chopper. Enough chipper chopper. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.
3: Day 22 now. Good morning. I'm Paul Silberto, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. My guest co-hostess on this Tuesday morning and still to come. Our update on what's happening throughout the district. And it's going to be cool. We're doing that live in studio this morning.
4: Well, good morning, everybody. And I'm, I'm glad to be here with with you. And this is exciting. You
3: know, we're happy you're here. We've got our Liberty Rotary Club update. That'll be coming up in, uh, in a little bit as well. So a lot going on this morning here on Ciliberto and Friends on this Tuesday morning. And right now, we are heading to the Catskills News Talk line. It's our monthly update on what's happening at Garnet Health Catskills. Garnet Health Catskills CEO, Jerry Dunleavy. Jerry, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning, Paul. How are you doing today?
3: Doing well. It's good to talk to you. I always uh, love getting our update. Look forward to when you're back in studio as uh my guest co-host, as you do on a a once-a-month basis. Uh, But let's get caught up on what's going on. And I know we were talking a little bit about um, medical education. Tell me a little bit about the medical education program at uh, Garnet Health.
1: Sure. Well, you know, one of the things that I think is really important for folks to understand is that you know, we've talked a lot over the past uh, year or so about clinical programs, new clinical programs, and different types of community outreach. And I think what's important uh, for folks to know is that our medical education, our medical students, our medical residents are very much intertwined with, uh, with those programs. And let's go back to the beginning. I could tell you it was 2014 when we started our first residency program uh, in family medicine. And it was two residents, and uh, they finished their three years. And one of the things that we had always hoped was that residents that graduate, even if they're not from the area, will kind of fall in love with the area. And in the case of our first two family medicine residents, uh, one of them stayed in Sullivan County and one of them stayed in Orange County, which was great. And you might know our Sullivan County uh, doctor, Dr. David Morcos, who works out of our Monticello oh, and yeah. our Livingston Manor My office.
3: personal primary, yeah
1: yeah so um you know so today we've grown we have over a hundred medical residents and these are these are doctors that have finished their medical school and they're going through specialized training but in addition to that, we have over seventy five medical students that are completing their third year and their fourth year clinical rotation so you know the 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 sort of complexion of our organization has changed somewhat because of of these training programs so I'll tell you we have Family medicine, which I just mentioned, we have internal medicine, psychiatry, general surgery, emergency medicine, and then the sixth one is what we call a transitional year or a preliminary year. And that's for a doctor that wants to go on to some sort of a specialized area like physical medicine or, or anesthesia. And then we have our newest program, uh, which started this year in neurology. So we welcomed our first three neurology residents. And that's really important to note because there's projected to be over a 20% shortage of neurologists over the next uh, 10 to 15 years. So, you know, we're happy with that program starting. It'll grow to 12 residents over four years, and uh, hopefully some of them will uh, elect to stay on as well.
4: Where are, are you getting any um, intern, uh, people like interns from uh, Toro Turo Medical College?
1: Yes, actually, we do have quite a bit. So they, you know, once they do their third and fourth year rotations in medical school, they kind of get a sense of what our programs are like. So we do convert a significant number of medical students from Toro both their Middletown campus as well as their New York City campus uh, into our residency programs.
4: That was a fight to the finish uh, for us to bring that to Middletown and bring it to the old Horton Hospital. And we, uh, you know, we fought with Albany and we got it there. And honestly, it's been growing and growing and growing. And we need this in both Orange and Sullivan County and Ulster County also because the catchment area is large.
1: An amazing accomplishment bringing that here. Uh, there are, I just spoke with their dean recently. Out of 136 slots each year, there are over 10,000 uh, applicants to that program. So wow. quite
3: the popular program. <laughs> wow. You know, Jerry, um, if you think back to February, to our sister station, 983 WSUL, the Heartathon, one of the pillars this year of the Heartathon was providing uh, funding for scholarship for medical students. And medical students and really the benefits of medical education um are huge not only for the organization but for the community at large as well right
1: yeah you know there's something about an academic environment that really just raises the quality of care within a hospital so you know in addition to raising quality as i mentioned you have the doctors that might stay local but what we've done is we've taken our community hospitals and migrated them closer uh, to becoming an academic environment, which is really, really beneficial to the community.
3: Again, great news. A lot of things happening that a lot of people don't realize, and that's why I'm always happy when you get a chance to join us and really talk about the things behind the scenes that a lot of people may not be aware of. So, Jerry, I appreciate it. Um, uh, GarnetHealth.org. Uh, to get more information. And you're going to be in studio in a couple weeks as my guest co-host. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yes, we'll see you in about two weeks, Paul. All Thank right. you so much.
3: Sounds good. Our Garnet Health uh, update, Garnet Health Catskills CEO, Jerry Dunleavy, on this Tuesday morning. It is 6.28 now. It's 8.28. say 28
2: Silberto and
8: friends. You sure got a healthy appetite.
2: That's because he's malnourished. He- Day mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.
3: 8.36 now. Good morning. I'm Paul Silverto, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here. And in just a few minutes, going to get an update on what's happening throughout the district. But right now, we are heading to the Catskills News Talk line. Always doing great things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Of course, I'm talking about the Liberty Rotary Club. And with our Liberty Rotary Club update... It's Judy Siegel. Judy, good morning. How are you? Hi, Paul. How are you? Doing good. It's good to talk to you. Glad I got a chance to catch up with you this morning. And uh, I know we're coming off of the heels of a joint effort between the Liberty Rotary Club, Monticello Rotary Club, Livingston Manor Rotary Club, that blood drive that was part of the monster on Sunday.
0: That was outstanding. I don't know how many they did, but I know that lots of people were lined up, and it was, it was a great event.
3: It sure was. And again, great things. Like I said, locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Let's talk about what else is happening with the Liberty Rotary Club.
0: We have a lot going on in Liberty Rotary Club. Currently, we have our Rotary Raffle. So if anyone wants to buy tickets, they can help support all the programs that we do. See any Rotarian, they're, they're only $5 apiece, and it's a great opportunity to help. We often sell in front of the trading post. Um, Steve gotten is really generous with the space there and also the Liberty Diner. Steve's a great um,
3: guy, and so are the people at the Liberty Diner, so it's good to hear.
0: And what else do we have? We have um, on September 30th. We're going to be giving away coats. So we're starting to collect those coats. You'll see coat boxes in many of the Jeff Bank locations. You're going to see coat boxes at Meisner and Livingston Manor. And in Woodburn, you'll see coats at Thalman Service Center in Liberty. Um, and so if you have coats that you've been hanging out in your closet and you don't know what to do with, please give them up and take them to any of those locations. And we'll be distributing them for free on September 30th at La Pulp Park in Livingston Manor. Um, Before that, we have an upcoming Region 5 meeting. Our region uh, covers Sullivan County Rotary Clubs and also Middletown and Port Jervis. And so we're going to have a meeting on the 16th of August. And if anyone would like to attend that meeting and see what Rotary is about, it's a great opportunity that will be held at Hanafi Park. And uh, if anyone would like to reach out to one of the local Rotarians, they can go to the Liberty Rotary Club on your site. Um, And they can... uh, Find out how to how to come and join us because we do really wonderful things. Also, on the 20th of August, we have a Walnut Mountain walk. Again, people are welcome to join us. With Lisa Lyons from Morgan Outdoors in Hurleyville is going to lead us on a walk up up Walnut Mountain, and that will be all sorts of fun because we try to be social while we're doing good things for the community and internationally.
3: Well, I, I like what you said. Uh, maybe you want to take in a meeting and maybe see if you want to get involved with the, uh, the Liberty Rotary Club or a Rotary Club in general, depending on, on where you are. Great way to get out and do great things for the community. And like we say, Judy, locally, regionally, nationally and internationally. Thank you so much for the update. And uh, we're going to catch up again. And you can go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. Like Judy said, the click list and click on the logo. For the Liberty Rotary Club, Judy, thank you. Thank
0: you, and hello, Aileen. Nice to see, hear your voice on the radio. Oh,
4: good to hear you. As I wrote all the dates down to see if I could come to some of those walks. I love cool. the walking, and Hanafi, and uh, I also like the like the food. So. <laughs> And you know what? It makes it easy for me. I don't have to cook. Well, there you go. Exactly. That's really good. And it's for a very good cause.
3: Judy, tell her that's the reason why the meetings are scheduled like they are. I remember you said that so Aileen doesn't have to cook, right? That's Uh right. That
4: is our goal. That is absolutely our goal. It's (laughs) tough cooking for one,
0: you know? Oh, there you go. Understood. Thanks, Aileen. And thank you, Paul. All
3: right, Judy, we'll catch up soon. Liberty Rotary Club again. Catskillsnewstalk.com, and click on the logo for the Liberty Rotary Club on the click list. Get more information and check out what this great organization is doing locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. It's 841 now here on Ciliberto Friends Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Normally, we pick up the Catskills News Talk line and, and give you a call, but now I'm thrilled we get to do this right here live in studio a lot going on throughout the district. We touched on just a few things. So let's really cover <clears throat> all the bases.
4: Well, this this past legislative session was, I would say, more difficult than most. You know, as somebody that represents an upstate area and an um, uh, uh, area that I feel sometimes our needs are just as great as those in the city, like the Bronx. And, you know, fighting for our fair share of money. You know, every year I bring back capital money, which is your taxpayer money. So I try to get as much as I can. And it's really helped our community with many, many, many projects, which I thought was, you know, um, very important. I also this year passed 11 pieces of legislation. Uh, I was – not 11. I, I passed many pieces more yeah. than that. But I was 11th in the state of New York wow. in, in, in legislative passage. And now I'm waiting for uh, Governor Kathy Hochul uh, to sign my uh, bills into law. And, you know, I'm hoping that uh, Kathy Hochul will at some point uh, come to our community and really take not an hour, or not two hours, no. but quite a few hours, to come and see my district. You know, I want them to see, you know, areas like Monticello and Liberty, but also many of the areas outside there. It's very important because when I go back into session next year, I want her to understand the needs of our community. When we, you know, there's a lot of um, focus on New York City, the Bronx, and those areas, and we have the same issues that they do, but with a smaller population but that doesn't mean our me- our needs are as great as other places in New York.
3: Well that's a question like you said a smaller population the same needs but in a lot of cases We have less resources, correct?
4: That's exactly right. Like anything from transportation, you know, we just talked to uh, Jerry Dunleavy. You know, somebody has to get to that hospital. You know, a lot of times we're using ambulances and, you know, we're doing the best we can with buses that go around throughout Sullivan County. But I really feel that I want more attention there could be more done in our community. And I also represent Walk Hill community and and also Middletown, New York. It's a very large district. And I do work with... uh um, our Senator Scoofus on areas mm-hmm. there and you know I'm willing to work with anybody once one is elected we work with everybody yeah. and we we represent everybody and our, our it's very important that you call our office if you need something and you know what we'll drill down and find out what we can do to uh, make sure you get what you need and that's important and you know we are public service service people You know, a lot of times I see people that are elected to office and, um, you know, they're not friendly, they're not community member. I feel like I'm a community member and I've been a nurse and I've worked in our community for so many years and I want you to feel comfortable to walk in. And when you walk in that door, it's confidential you know if you need something and it's difficult to tell somebody else you can come in and you know you'll get confidentiality and we'll we'll work and again I've got Rachel I've got Honora I've got Peep I've got Colleen I've got um, Nancy I've got Matt McPhillips and Jean Gallagher we all work together and I work very well with the senator I work very well with our Congress people, mm-hmm. you know, Pat Ryan and 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 Mark Molinaro. Yep. You know, I it doesn't make any difference what club you belong to. We have to work together. That's what we are elected for.
3: You know, and, and I've said that I've been very blessed in the fact that Tuesday morning I get an update from you on what's going on in the district. Wednesday morning now, Congressman Molinaro joins me. And Thursday, Senator Peter Roberocker And there's always conversation about working together, but always conversation about working together, just like you said.
4: And it's important. I mean, there's too much going on in the world today that we that demands us to work together. And, you know, this infighting is ridiculous. We're all elected to represent the people of New York and those that are elected uh, to Congress and to the U.S. Senate has all has has to work with each other so that we have peace in the world and we have we meet the needs of the people that we represent. And I think that's so, so important.
3: Good point. Very good point. And again, um, give the phone number for your office and the location as well, because I know you have that open door policy.
4: Okay, Uh, this is how I I tell about my location. On your way to Walmart, we see the Jeff Bank and mm-hmm. the Walmart is across the street. Right. Where in the Jeff Bank building? There you go. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I always say that so they get confused. They think yeah. it's a smaller sign out there. Right. So but that's where I am. And I also have an office in uh, Middletown, New York in City Hall on the third floor. Jean Gallagher mans that office. Uh, She also travels to Walk Hill, New York, and has hours in Walk Hill, New York, as well as I do. So there are ways to get us. If you need us to come to your community, you can't get to us, we'll come to you. Some people don't have transportation, and I understand that. Uh, If you have an event you want me to come to, call our office. We're always there. If I can't make it one of my... The folks that I work with will, will make it. But we're here to serve you. And you know what? Again, sometimes I get very annoyed with certain politicians because they don't realize they're here to serve you. And that's what it's all about. It's doing the right thing for the people that you represent. And I you know, as someone that was brought up in um in a family that talked always about honesty and the right thing, I, I've carried that through, I hope, in my life.
3: Well, again, uh, people find it very easy to reach out to you for their needs. And I'm glad you're talking about and really talked about some of the really human things that your office has been able to work on and the people that you've been able to help.
4: Yep. And I, I think that we're really successful about doing that. I really do. And it takes a village and mm-hmm. my little village and my offices <laughs> are there. But also we reach out to all the different um Non for profits, mm-hmm. and they help us immensely with housing. Yeah. So it, it's really those connections and making those connections. And it's just like when your child needs a job and you have connections in right. your community, they help you. So we are a community, and those connections are very valuable. All the non-for-profits, you know, um, the United Way, the Federation for the Homeless, yeah. we're one big family that needs to work together. And
3: yeah, we, we have got some amazing organizations oh, no, three, doing just that. Our weekly conversation live in studio this morning with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Birthday shout-outs now on Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9. Got a birthday today. You're celebrating with Dustin Hoffman, 86 today. Larry Wilcox, John from uh, Chips, is 76. Keith Carradine, 74. Donnie Moss from Happy Days is 70. The Edge from U2 is 62. J.C. Chazez in sync is 47. Drew Lachey of 98 Degrees is also 47. Princess Beatrice is 35 and singer Sean Mendez is 25 Got a birthday? Got a celebration? Let us know about it. We'll let everybody know about it Go to Catskills News Talk 92.5 94.9 by CatskillsNewsTalk.com Click shout out Get your info to us We will get it on for you at Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9 It's 8.49 now
2: Skills News Talk 925 and 949 Weather
3: Assemblywoman
4: Good morning everybody and today mostly cloudy with a chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon the high is 71 tonight mostly cloudy with a chance of showers the low is 57 tomorrow sunny high 78 tomorrow night increasing clouds the low is 57 Thursday mostly cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. The high is 76. And Friday mostly sunny. High is 75.
3: It's mostly cloudy. 65 now in Sullivan and the Catskills.
2: Silberto and friends weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. That's
3: going to wrap it up for Silberto and Friends on this Tuesday morning. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, thank you for being here.
4: Thank you for having me. It's been a great time.
3: Will you please come back again? I
4: certainly will. We're going to make a a habit of it.
3: That sounds good and we'll catch up next Tuesday with our update coming up tomorrow on the next Silberto and Friends. We're talking Boys and Girls Club. Greg Goldstein will be uh, joining us virtually from the Meisner Agency. Tommy Wasserman, 52 and Vine. We'll talk to Tom Matthews, the Any Make, Any Model Car Show at the Bagel Festival on Sunday. Kim Simons joins us. A new feature, Kim's Kitchen. Our Delaware Valley update with Ray Pucci. Krista Berger, our Center for Workforce Development update. Also, Congressman Mark Molinaro joins us for our weekly conversation. And Jim Boxberger, The Garden Guru. Have a great Tuesday.
2: (laughs) Silberto and Friends. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9.